hello, hello. Hello, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Adult Puzzle Podcast. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Welcome. Hi, everyone. Hey, guys. I think it's just important to say a very big thank you, massive thank you to everyone who tuned in, who joined us on the Adult Puzzle Podcast launch. Um, the reception was amazing. Thank you guys so much. And yeah, we want you guys to have as much fun as we have creating this for y'all, you know. And yeah, anything you want to say, Lola? No, same thing. Thank you, everyone. The reception, the feedback has been great. Share. If you think anyone is going to vibe with it, please send them a link and let them listen in. Everyone's well. going to vibe with it. Send to your entire family. Send to everybody in your class. <laughs> Everyone. Send to everybody on your floor. Send to everybody in your apartment. Send to everybody in your building. Any Let, human being you interact with. Yo, if the president, if you're close with lawmakers in your in your country, say to the lawmakers, let them make it a law to listen to a dog puzzle podcast every day, you know? <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. If that is the president, let them make it the new national anthem. Adult puzzle for <laughs> new episodes. <laughs> change it. Change the national anthem every week. So as a new episode comes out, you have a new national anthem. You have to memorize everything we say. You know. Oh gosh. But no jokes. Thank you guys so much. And yeah. yeah we're back for another episode. We are. So today we're going to be talking about something interesting. I think um, it's probably the most impactful subject and topic around the world, you know, and it's generated quite the conversation. Mm -hmm. It's divided people. It's brought people closer together. It's it's done also in such a short period of time, and it's been the new reality for the entire world for the most recent times, and that's COVID. Um, Lada and I wanted to address this because basically share more of our experiences during this uh, period, how we managed, how we got through it, how we were able to, I don't know, we're, we're going to be saying a lot because it was a different time for everybody involved. Because mm-hmm. nobody, I think, would have predicted such a time where, you know, the world stopped, basically. And yeah. people reacted differently and stuff. So it, it's it's quite deep. And we just want to share our own experiences. And, you know, yeah, basically. Uh, and I think I would like to start off with, where were you when you first found out, you know, the whole COVID thing. Where do you think you you were when you heard of COVID? Um, I was in. Okay, when I first found out about what COVID was, or when like when you first became like a subject worthy of note for you. Like, where were you when you first heard about there's something called COVID out there? COVID, yeah. It's killing people. It's moving. It's yeah. Loki, I was, I think it was Christmas time 2019. I had heard about it just. Y'all heard about it Christmas? Interesting. Yeah, it was just like a thing, right? It wasn't a reality for for us, Mm. for me just Mm. yet. And I remember I was going to South Africa. I was still in the States, California. Mm. I was supposed to be heading to South Africa in January for a wedding. And -hmm. it was just like a slight fear that we had my family and I were like "Mm, we'll be fine but that was the first time I heard about it and at the time it was just like oh it's just this virus somewhere in the world but let's just be careful about it that was it how about Mm. you um so I heard about COVID early January actually so Mm -hmm. maybe that, that there wasn't that much of a difference in our timelines but um I think it was shortly after I resumed back at work I wouldn't say resume because I didn't have holiday that period, but shortly I resumed back at work and I saw on the news, CNN to be precise, that, you know, this is virus COVID. And it was more about a China thing than, not necessarily to say, not saying at all that it's a Chinese virus, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't out then, you know, and... I'm like, okay, cool. And all on, if I'm being honest, I'm like, oh, maybe it's one of these things that happened that 
would never like get to Nigeria, stuff like you know. Yeah. And yeah, I just moved on. Like I didn't bother. I didn't think twice about it. I just knew there was something there called COVID. So yeah, it, it wasn't until hmm, early February, early or mid February that I started to get a little bit worried because then you know started spreading into Europe and yeah, then it started becoming scary. Yeah. So, okay. What did you think about COVID at that time frame? I'm just curious. Like early 2020. I had nothing to worry about. Really? To be honest with you, if I'm being honest, I had nothing to worry about. Zero fear. Zero. It was one of those things that said, oh, cool. Another cool name. Another, not yeah. cool. You guys know <laughs> what I mean. Like, no, it, it's again. It's because the media just throws in a whole bunch of stuff out there. There's really yeah. no good news. And if you're me, the way I cope with um, all these things is just to like protect my personal space and my sanity. Because yeah. the media houses really do not give you good news anymore. So you you have to create your own joy. So that's yeah. my thing. I create I think, my own joy. Yeah. Yeah. I think also like something to say about the media is something I found out was depending on where you were at, how mm-hmm. COVID was being explained and presented to you varied. Yo, laddie. So some places it was like, oh, it's nothing to worry about. Some places it was like, oh, 20 people dying every single second. Like, If it- we're being honest, mm-hmm. the media shaped the narrative yes. of COVID. Like they steered the conversation based on their personal beliefs for like the first 12 months how do i mean if personally i'm the news anchor Mm -hmm. and i feel that oh covid is super dangerous and stuff they let their own personal feelings dictate the severity so there was a point in time where as a media house you should just report the news but they were they were they were would I say, I won't say inflating numbers. They were inflating the severity. So it created a whole panic yeah. system amongst people. So like people started getting like really, really hyped up when they weren't like, how do I put it? Like they just created a sense of discord amongst so many people and you found people like running helter skelter oh what do i do that's when you start finding out that oh toilet papers are out of the like they didn't give the people who held like health um would i say health um, offices public health offices to like create a plan create a system so there was this entire panic amongst people and everything just went into disorder. I thought the media could have done a lot better during that period, in my yeah, opinion. I agree. I think it was it was a lot of the media sharing their opinions rather than using science to back it up. I do think COVID is something that like we should have taken seriously from day one. That's why in Nigeria, some media houses will have been, okay, maybe not Nigeria, but I knew there were some media houses carrying, oh, drink uh, two cups of of garlic in the morning oh my gosh zinc zinc is the new cure once you take zinc and i'm like the hell everybody becomes like a doctor and like i mean what the i mean to be honest with you for the first 12 months it was just really really scary and of course, trust Nigerian parents. Any new WhatsApp video, they'll have sent it to all their kids already. <laughs> Only God knows how many videos I got from my mom. Okay, now it's zinc. Tomorrow is ginger. The next day is garlic. Another day is salt. I'm like, please. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, it was crazy. It's funny because like I remember when COVID hit. Mm. I genuinely thought the world was coming to an end. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I was like, okay. Fair enough. I if mean, there's a way for humanity to just like be done, mm-hmm. it would be through a virus, right? Like, fast, actually, the fastest way, if you were being honest. Right. Do you remember how fast Italy got shut down? I don't know if you were paying attention to the news. It was like zero to 1990 to 100. It was really, really weird and fast. It was Mm -hmm. like, Italy was good yesterday. Let's assume yesterday was Friday. Mm -hmm. Monday, 
Italy was on lockdown. It made zero sense, but it happened. That's how fast this virus was moving, and it was just a weird period. And that brings me to my next question. <laughs> when did lockdown hit for you? Because... <laughs> yeah, so lockdown, lockdown hit for me April 2020. And what that looked like was like I went to work one day mm-hmm. physically at work mm-hmm. and we had been hearing about things in the background, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there's this uh what is it called? Oh shoot, I can't remember. Cruise ship that's like hitting San Francisco area with so and so passengers with COVID. Like we kept hearing the noise, but it was never really close, close. But then went to work one day and literally they sent us an email saying you're not after today do not come back into the office till may Hmm. lol we thought um so that day (laughs) i took almost everything i Um, wish yeah i wish they knew may i know right i mean i think it's fair enough to also ask like uh what were your initial thoughts like do you think it was just like okay maybe like a break you know ish you know, no, I was freaking out. It's, okay, so to to give some context, uh-huh. at the time, like that April time frame, I was living by myself. So prior to that, I had um, a housemate, a flatmate in our apartment, um, but then she had left. So I was by myself in a two bedroom, two bathroom apartment, and I'm hearing all about this pandemic. They're saying don't travel, stay where you are, stay locked up, stock up on food, mm-hmm. get all the medication you need. And things were so out of stock. So I was freaking out. Mm. Um, yeah, worst anxiety of my entire life. I couldn't sleep. I was having so much insomnia. Mm. And it was also trying to balance, like, okay. What are the chances of me getting this stuff? If I mm-hmm. get it, um, am I going to die? Because also, if you remember, at the beginning, there wasn't enough clarity on what this virus was. Like We were mm-hmm. hearing things like, oh, it's airborne. Oh, it's not airborne. Oh, if you get it, you die. Oh, if you get it, you won't die. If you're mm-hmm. 65 and younger, you're good. Mm-hmm. You need to wear a mask. You don't need to wear There was just conflicting information. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was freaking out. I, I would say I was freaking out from like April... Up until maybe like May, May, June, before the second wave hit. Um, I think that was like summertime. But yeah, I was definitely freaking out. Um, And then my initial like lockdown habits, as much as I was freaking out, a part of me was excited to be able to work from home. I would say that first week of work from home, a joke. (laughs) I was working from my bed. (laughs) Oh my god. So I get my bed. I, I don't even want much. to imagine. <laughs> I wasn't doing much. I wasn't like getting out of my pajamas. I was ordering food. It was just like a mini vacation. vacation. <laughs> yeah, that first week. Life is good, you? right? Yeah. Um, I mean, lockdown for me started maybe middle of March. Okay. Um, yeah. And what did it look like in Nigeria? Was it like lockdown, lockdown, don't come out unless you need to? So I, I would say there were like three phases. Mm-hmm. So the first phase in Nigeria was not a lot of people believed in it. And when I say people, so you must understand that in Nigeria, people are dictated by their organization so a lot of people don't work for themselves right a lot of people Mm -hmm. have nine to fives so whatever those executives think should happen is what is going to happen so at the beginning because they didn't want to lose any money and of course being a third world country they they do not prioritize our lives or values or they don't they don't they don't allocate meaning to our lives or our hours or our stress levels and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. they were like, oh, it's not that serious here. Y'all keep working and everything. So there was a lockdown, but they were not, um, it wasn't in effect, if, if you get what I mean. So people who wanted to stay safe just took it upon themselves like, yo, fuck it. If I'm going to lose my job, I'm going to lose my job. Or the people who worked for themselves decided to stay home. So that was the first phase. Second phase is where the government had to intervene and the government then said, you know what, 
if you want to fuck with us, we're going to fuck up your business. So everybody stay home. So then the streets were cleared out. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then the third phase was when the people were tired of staying home because there was no more food. Yeah. And they didn't have money to get food. Yeah, the economy had been... Yeah. So yeah. then it was a situation where if I die, I die. Like... If I'm home, I'm going to die regardless because I don't have money to buy food and I don't have food. What's going to happen to my kids? What's going to happen to my family? So then, so those were the three phases. But Mm -hmm. lockdown for me personally started around March because my family unit, we weren't like, yeah, we thank God, maybe because of privilege, we're able to like sort ourselves early on time and Uh just decide to like, you know, stay out from the world you know created our own bubble and we're following rules and stuff like that so yeah and that followed all the way through till whenever they said because even after they called lockdown off Mm -hmm. and people started going out i personally didn't go out (laughs) yeah i got too comfortable with having my own space because again then i didn't trust other people so it wasn't a situation of maybe I couldn't or I didn't want to go out. I didn't just trust the average person's social etiquette when going out, you know what I'm saying? So simple as using your mask, you know, sanitizing your hands. They they weren't willing to do that Mm -hmm. because a lot of them didn't believe. In fact, there was a thing in Nigeria that COVID is rich man's disease. Are you serious? I'm telling you, facts. So, Wait, was it because the richer folks were getting it more? Yeah, so you know how, well, in Nigeria, the the person who, according to the media, brought into Nigeria was a, was someone working with an international company and everything. So he flew in mm-hmm. and he had the um, virus and he chartered an Uber or he ordered an Uber from the airport and you know move to his company or whatever or house or whatever and that's how the virus got into nigeria so they're like it's only people that can afford tickets like international flights and stuff mm-hmm. because again i must let you know that in nigeria we were in our own zone <laughs> but you know people it was already moving mad in europe and, you know entered some places in north america so they were like if you're rich enough to get on a flight in the first place, you know what I'm saying? And contract it, it seems to be moving around those people who are, you know, privileged enough for that kind of service. So they felt like I'm in the market, like what's going to happen to me inside the market space? What's going to happen to me inside my little kiosk in my, you know, in my city, what's going to, it's not going to reach me here. So that's how they were. Plus, the first, like for the first one month in Nige, the people that were getting it, or maybe for the first three weeks, were like high profile people. Yeah, I remember that. High profile people. So a lot of Nigerians just zeroed in, like, oh, you know what? It's a rich man's disease. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's actually funny, but not true. Well, what, what, did the, what did the whole thing change for you? What did COVID change for you personally? Hmm. So. It changed. It's crazy because, like, I'm still living in a mini post-COVID world. Like, things mm. haven't fully gone back to normal. So the sure. post-COVID or pre-COVID, sorry, and post-COVID now, it's starting to blur up a little bit. <laughs> but mm. um, so the first thing that I think obviously changed for me was work, like work from home. Before mm-hmm. COVID, I think I used to work from home maybe like once or twice a, a month. And even those mm-hmm. two days a month were so cherished by me. Mm-hmm. Um, now I work from home basically every day. I haven't gone back into the office since, I mean, I've gone back twice for a few things, but mm-hmm. I haven't gone in, gone in since March, sorry, April of, 20, of 2020. Mm. So work, um, and with work, work hours. I think it's specifically the type of job that I have. Um, I find that I'm spending more time working, like mm-hmm. work hours. But the weird thing is, like, I find myself more distracted from home than I was at work. Like at work, I would just like 
chicken get more things done at work than you would at working from yeah under a shorter period of time because i'm still getting much done from home it's just Mm -hmm. instead of doing i don't know seven hours at work physically i'm now doing about 10 to 11 hours at home with short 15 minute breaks here Mm -hmm. and there yeah Mm -hmm. so that has changed um travel i think it's getting back to normal now but that year was so hard Mm. because i I couldn't travel much i was basically just stuck um celebrations i think as well like birthdays my mom had her 60th birthday that year and it just felt so weird because we had planned this whole party and we had to move it to virtual Mm. um graduations like my best friends were graduating and it was like a virtual thing um, so celebrations were very Can I just different. say it wasn't really funny for those who were celebrating milestones that yeah. year? Yeah, it was. It was really, really tough. I think the first set of people that graduated in the you know, spring, no, first set of people that graduated in the fall, they didn't find it funny. It was like a joke spring. at first. But when yeah. they found out that, oh, convocation is going to be like virtual, like the hell. Yeah. So that was really weird. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um. But it wasn't all bad. I would say on the on the flip side, mm-hmm. the, the good thing that did change for me were just everyday habits. I found myself picking up good habits during COVID because I did have the mm. time. I wasn't like rushing. Right? That's like, unique. A lot of people develop bad habits. Okay, don't get me wrong. I definitely developed <laughs> some bad habits. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why I'm even saying the good habits is because they have actually stuck. And like I said, my post COVID. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, it's not like COVID is gone, but in this day and age that, that I'm living in now, I still have things that have carried over from COVID impacts to now. Yeah. So for example, work from home. And let me give you examples of good habits. Like when I wake up now, I have a full 45 minute morning routine that I, who had 45 minutes before mm-hmm. after waking up. And it's about 45 minutes to an hour where I wake up, I pray, work out, actually journal Mm. um before i start prepping for work (laughs) and granted it's just like getting dressed and putting on my camera but Mm. that has been scrapped up from scrapped out commute time that i'm now using for morning routine Mm. um so that's been pretty nice i think the other thing that covid allowed me to do was check in more with like family because ultimately everyone was scared during covid like oh i hope Parents are okay, aunties, uncles, you know, whatever the case yeah. may be. So that, um, the other good thing was like hobbies. I don't know if you found yourself asking yourself the question of, you know, I have time now, especially on the weekends, especially mm-hmm. on the weekends, right? Because after work on the weekends, you do stuff. But mm-hmm. at the peak of COVID, where are you going to? Nowhere. You're sitting mm-hmm. your ass at home. So it's like, how do you entertain yourself Friday night, Saturday, Sunday? And mm-hmm. that's where I found myself. Even us, that's when we started having conversations about like podcasts, other things that I'm interested right. in. Yeah. So right. those are, I would say, the good things that COVID did change for me. The not so great things, like I said, travel, working more hours. Um, I think a big one for me, and I'm still not back, is church. Because church hmm. moved remote, and I remember the church I used to go to before COVID. Mm-hmm. I really liked the community and the choir and all of that, and it mm-hmm. wasn't the same. It's it's like a it's a smaller church, so they don't have the full capabilities of doing like a a mega uh, virtual church online. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that really sucked because I I really lost that element of community with them, and I switched over to another bigger church. But I still haven't gone back because it's still very limited there. But that is one thing I would say. I'm missing and then ultimately just going out more and seeing people. Um, but slowly that's picking up a lot now. But for me, the major change yeah. was me developing a sense of appreciation for the little things. Yeah. And I will explain what that means. So little things being just seeing people <laughs> like, Going to a restaurant to have dinner, lunch, something, having, I mean, it just made me appreciate even fresh air, like stepping out the house. Of course, like it started making me feel like the air I breathe on the road or in the office is different from the air I breathe in my compound. Like 
I just needed that change in scenery. And for a long time, I'm thinking to myself, wow, so you can miss the office, quote unquote. You can miss being on the road. You can miss going for dinner somewhere. You can miss having to travel. You can miss like just just little things, you know, seeing a family member. Oh, I, I didn't see you today. I want to come see you, stuff like that. So that was a major thing for me. I just started to develop a lot, you know, a lot of appreciation for those little things. And yeah, That's pretty cool. Actually, the things you said to you know, yeah, good, bad habits here and there. More bad <laughs> habits for me because for like the first ah, let me know put myself on blast here because I see what the detached in Kucha and Mila Kunis, but like <laughs> what happened? I, I can't say you know how Ashton Kutcher do like they don't bathe your kids. Oh Jesus, love day were you being dirty. <laughs> I, I ain't saying I ain't saying much in that. I ain't speaking much. For the first few weeks, maybe two weeks, late bath, like late. Like once I brush Mm-hmm. I could just enter a zone of like, cause I wasn't working like corporate. Mm-hmm. I was I was fully into my tech and uh, entertainment bag during that period. Mm-hmm. So like, hmm. once I do like my podcast stuff, work for me was even fun. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, I wasn't in the whole. Yeah, I wasn't on nine to five p then. Yeah. Then I watched a lot of movies. And once I entered like a gear, I just go pick my food from downstairs, get in my zone, lounge. So you were chilling. I, yo, I, I was. I was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Yeah. Like, it's that, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was I was gonna say, sorry to cut you off. I was gonna say it's actually interesting that you say that because I just thought about something. During that time frame, mm-hmm. I remember a slight fear of job security. And I think a lot of people who work the nine to five route, and obviously we saw in the States specifically, I don't know about Nigeria, but there were a lot of people that um, lost their jobs because of, you know, COVID and companies were trying to really just hold, hold, hold on to whatever they had Mm -hmm. so that they had um, a longer runway with whatever money they have. And so they let mm. people go. Mm. And I remember thinking during that time, like, damn, like, is my job secured? And there was that, like, ounce of unf- un- uncertainty where it was like, okay, I'm working. That's nice. Like, I'm, I'm so happy to be able to have this, but is this going to last for a long time? And I remember there were a few people that I, like, in my circle that work in my field as well that had that same issue where it was like, oh, they got forgoed. And I was like, oh, damn like this could really happen to anyone it just it wasn't you it had nothing to do with your performance it was all because the company was trying to make sure that they were good for the runway that they needed to reserve mm-hmm. during the covid period yeah but that just reminded me of that mm-hmm. interesting did that happen in nigeria it well you did yeah it did to be honest because which is why i told you like after a while the third phase people were like fuck it like I'm going back outside because yeah, they, a lot of people, first of all, were laid off. Yeah, once once some companies were able to discover that, yo, wait a minute, I don't have to spend money on diesel. Mm-hmm. I really do not need the cleaner anymore. <laughs> oh, I don't need the driver too. Yeah. Oh, I don't need um the kitchen non-admin staff too. Oh, and work is still getting done. You know what? Here's your letter. Here's your letter. Here's your letter. Here's your letter. Everybody gets a letter. Thanks for coming. Close up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. it became, I mean, companies were saving millions of dollars. Like, yeah. what was saying? So, if, I mean, annually, I'm spending about, let me work in Naira now, I'm spending about 250 mil on all these like extra, extra services to keep the company running. And you're mm-hmm. telling me that I caught all of that zero. Hey, I, what what do you think they would do? You know, so yeah, definitely mm-hmm. job security was a huge thing. Yeah, huge thing. It makes sense. Like it sucks, you know, as an employee. Mm-hmm. But putting myself in the mind of 
a business owner, obviously there there's there's good and bad ways to go about layoffs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it makes sense why they were layoffs at that time. But again, I'm speaking for Nigerians now. Yeah. This is why I love them so much. Mm-hmm. They were able to pivot quickly. Yeah. When I tell you the, the turnaround rate in the way they looked at businesses in Nigeria, a lot of things that weren't there a month prior became legit businesses and these people were making money. So shout out to, I'm sure probably the same way for people around the world, but like Nigeria to be precise, they were able to pivot quickly. And I do want to ask this. So today, what does uh, the COVID impact look like for you? Like, Yeah, I think even bouncing off of what you just said to answer this question, I think worldwide, a lot of companies, not even just companies, but in certain sectors, for example, education. My mom works works in the education sector. Mm. Um, and I'm talking like K, is it 1 to 12? So like young kids. Mm. Um, before, that's a very much heavy classroom setting, physical, whereas mm-hmm. they have to move everything online. And unlike us or even, I don't know, college students where, yes, you know, we get distracted online, but we can very much hold teachers can hold our attention off of online classes with younger mm-hmm. kids. That's much harder. So in that sector, there has to be a lot of pivot on how do we make sure kids are um, paying attention. Um, and then all around the world and in, in different sectors, I think people have had to pivot and we saw booms of certain types of companies, for example, zoom mm-hmm. um, workout classes that are remote mm-hmm. um, and forgetting the other ones, but yeah, a, a how did I think? Wait, what was the question? Sorry, I kind of forgot. I said, "What does the COVID impact look like for you for, now today?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before I answer for me, but for the society, it's it's quite amazing to see how things have changed and evolved in such a short amount of time. Specifically, mm-hmm. I'm talking the virtual world, like how mm-hmm. most things can be done virtually now. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think. COVID, my, my, my life right now is, is very much a, I'm still working from home hundred percent. Now I get to see friends and family way more, but there's still that limitation of like, I can't go every single where I want to like international trips are still kind of limited. Mm. Um, there's certain things that I still don't do just yet. So there's still limitations for me now, but it's so much better than what it was middle of 2020 where I it was home grocery store like grocery store was my entertainment for the week I got to Mm -hmm. see human beings (laughs) Uh, but yeah that's 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 what it looks like for me and I would say that what I thought was going to happen was that Mm. it was going to take a while for things to bounce back because there was a period in 2020 where things were were kind of tight, right? Like we mm. didn't have an idea of, okay, when are we going to get vaccines? Mm. When are things going to go back to normal? So in mm. my head, I just thought like, yeah, this is going to last a while. Like we're going to be in this for, for a long time. And we are about maybe a year plus now. And mm. things are pretty much back to normal. But like I said, with the advancements that COVID has brought us. So that, mm. in my opinion, is is quite amazing and fascinating. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that brings me as as we round up, that brings me to my uh to to my very very interesting question. Okay. Will pre-COVID normal ever exist again? I don't think so. I agree completely. Like yeah. 200% agree. <laughs> yeah. And for the points that you said earlier, right? I think with COVID, we started to realize what we, what was it necessary, right? Mm-hmm. Like having everyone come to the office mm-hmm. or needing to be physically present for certain mm-hmm. things. I was just about to say, social interaction will never be the same again. Like, yeah, it's it, it's just what it is. To be honest, yeah, it's just what it is. Short answer, no. Um, what are you looking forward to once everything goes back to quote unquote like? the the best version of normal that it can be. Well, what are you m- most looking forward to? 
travel, concerts, you know? Yeah, definitely the activities, like less limitations on activities. I think the biggest, <laughs> this is going to sound so freaking dumb, but mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to not needing to wear a mask anymore. Everyone wear a mask. Like masks are absolutely important. They limit mm-hmm. the spread. Mm-hmm. But I can't wait to the point where almost everyone is vaccinated. We have herd immunity. We have medications for COVID. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the requirement to wear a mask is limited. And then we don't mm-hmm. have to wear one. However, I will say this. As much as I'm looking forward to not wearing a mask for everyday things, I do think wearing a mask on the plane is required. Like That's something that in my head, I was like, why, why weren't we doing this before? Wait, but what's your answer? What is the thing you're looking forward to the most once things go back to normal? Uh, that's difficult for me because I've gotten so used to this new mm-hmm. lifestyle. I don't even remember what pre-COVID really looks like anymore. Yeah. And if I do, do I really want pre-COVID? Now I'm even finding it hard to shake people. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you serious? I, I mean, when I saw my coworkers, I hugged them, and I don't know if I was supposed to do that, but <laughs> to be honest, I, I haven't shook someone in so long. Mm-hmm. I don't see the need to. Like, I can just tell you because I don't know where your hands been. You know what I'm saying? Like, during COVID, you became more curious to how germs can be passed. Like. Stuff I wouldn't pay attention to naturally, like mm-hmm. because I wanted to keep safe and keep healthy, I had to research on what to do and why I didn't have to shake someone's hand or why I shouldn't shake someone's hand. Mm-hmm. So now I know why I shouldn't. The question is, why should I shake your hand now? If it's not COVID, your hand could have probably been somewhere else, and I don't know, and I don't want to have that. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> it's just weird, but I will say maybe going on trips with friends, maybe, you know, having get togethers, stuff like even though, to be, to be honest, to a certain degree, all that is possible now. So far, you trust the circle of people you want to do that with, because I mean, people are outside, outside now, you know what I'm saying? Like concerts are in full effect, you know, stuff even though, oh, to backtrack, things will never be the same. People are wake, making way too much money off this whole COVID thing for things to ever go back to the same way. How many COVID tests do you think is required for you to take a trip from here to Nigeria? Take a wild guess. Like three, I think. You know, that's only going. Oh, yeah, that's true. So one only way, going three. One way, which yeah. is why, like, and... In Nigeria, in Naira, yeah, I think a COVID test is 50 Gs. I heard, yeah. And it's not covered by insurance, so, yeah. Insurance. <laughs> What's that? You mentioned insurance with so much ease. <laughs> An um, average Nigerian C50K from where? Like, yeah. 50K sounds like... Ah, anyway... It is what it is. More questions for you about COVID, and they're just coming to my head. So do you remember when the vaccines came out and there was just so much like backlash on oh. how? Please, what was the backlash in Nigeria? I'm just so curious. Nobody was touching that shit in Nigeria. <laughs> 666 vaccine. <laughs> From the devil, Satan From himself. The- Yo, you know how in Nigeria we already believed or is widely believed by a lot of people that Mm -hmm. um, America has these chips that they are putting inside people and that's like the devil's mark and everything and 66 chips. So when they even imagine them saying like, why did you make the vaccine so fast? And there was also this thing about them testing it on Africans first. Oh, like, yeah, I remember that They were that looking at your... so upset. People <laughs> in Nigeria wearing going near this shit. Like, vaccine, take it back to your father's land. <laughs> you know? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Nobody that. was hearing it. What? Vaccine what? Like, imagine... 
that was just vaccine room. Then yeah. it became the type of vaccine. Yeah. So there was now strata in vaccine again. So they were like Pfizer. No, Pfizer is a good one. Like Moderna. Moderna who? <laughs> Wait, Moderna is good too, though. But for a long time, Pfizer was the only trusted one. Then, mm-hmm. but Moderna, of course, you know, I think a week after it came out, like, okay, we trust you. AstraZeneca, be how they, that's the, AstraZeneca. That, yo, uh, Astra, whatever. That one, they even connected with Russia and they were like, ah, it's all over. They want to wipe away Africa. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so Yo, funny. And that's the one they brought to Nigeria. AstraZeneca yeah. was the one that came to Nigeria at first. And yeah. Yo, oh my God. They were like, yeah, y'all can take it. <laughs> they were saying they, they should mandate it for all, like the press, they should mandate it for the president, they should mandate it for the chief of staff, they should mandate it for all the people like in high offices. So like, if anything did happen, you know, all those people can like, you know, Kudos. Wipe away. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's, uh, that's actually interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. go ahead. I mean, I feel like here, like I said, it was a mixed bag. It was depending <laughs> on where you were getting your media source for from. That was really going to determine the type of information you you gathered and collected. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if it was very much science oriented, you were getting the facts around like, okay, this is our mRNA um, vaccine. You get the mm-hmm. understanding of the technology. Um, however, if it's like a social uh, a media outlet that knows nothing about science, they'll say, oh, they're trying to alter your DNA. <laughs> bullshit and it, like okay so the company i worked for or the company i work for we actually partnered with moderna to help provide them the genomic profiling of the the, the virus right and mm-hmm. i remember like understanding the details of that and how moderna came together with their technology and just understanding the sciences and then listening to people saying, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're trying to change your DNA. You're going to wake up and have blue eyes. <laughs> wake up. And like <laughs> something's going to happen to you. Like you're going to change. And I'm just like, guys, 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 let's do our research. Let's understand the science before if we I... just jump into conclusion. <laughs> Good. Maybe. Hey guys, I'm I'm sure the listeners will be like, why is this guy always talking about Nigeria? That's my reality. That is you know? reality, please. So, <laughs> oh, people weren't just having it. They weren't buying it. They were like, no. Once you take two cups of ginger, oh, that's yeah. all you need. It boosts your immune system. In fact, I'm sure during the period of COVID, mm-hmm. you know all those COVID immune um, vitamin C immune boosters, mm, yep. they were finished in all the pharmacies. Yep. Finished. Yep. Sold out. That was fact, me too, though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> pharmacies were booming during that <laughs> COVID period. I'm sure they will have been praying for COVID not to end. Yeah. Because you get to a pharmacy and you're like, oh, can I get like a vitamin C immune boosters, please? And you're like, sold out. Imagine pharmacy using sold out for you and they will smile. They'll be like, oh, sorry, you're sold not luck. <laughs> can I buy a mask, mask please? They'll be like, sold out. Ah. Can I buy this paracetamol? Oh, sold out. We're expecting the next shipment. <laughs> really like, boasting and all. People boasting. out here getting sick. This over sold out drugs. Oh my God. And there was really one day where I mean, I went to the pharmacist and I could I get a mask? And she was like, ah, oh, I just sold the last one. <laughs> I'm like, are you okay? You need to see her face. She's like, I just sold the last one. Ah, if you came five minutes earlier, early, just five minutes. In fact, three minutes, you would have gotten that mask. I've gotten that mask. But now you have to go out into the world and protect yourself. (laughs) Lord have mercy. It was. It wasn't a funny period. Nah. I think we're just ridiculously expensive then. Oh yeah. A box of a, a box of masks usually would go for, you know, maybe a thousand five, two thousand. At the peak of COVID, Lady, 
a box of masks were going for as high as 30,000 naira. Oh, yeah. Same here, actually. There was a very bad so, mask scarcity for months. I think it was up until like the summer, fall time. Those yeah. were parts of COVID that, besides the death and people falling sick, those were parts that I didn't really enjoy. And mm-hmm. because our economy could not, uh, you know, soak in the pressure in mm-hmm. terms of like maybe the government bearing some costs for certain services. It's it's re- it's really COVID really exposed our economy. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. Like, everybody for himself, if you can't afford it, die. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, that definitely was, and I think like even getting more serious now. Unfortunately, as much as COVID doesn't discriminate in the sense mm. of who who gets it, mm. it affects certain groups um just because of i think lack of resources and that's what was so sad to watch Hmm. specifically because it wasn't an equal um it wasn't an equal race for all like some Mm -hmm. people in some certain communities had it way worse because already they had the bets against them was versus some people it was like oh yeah this would not phase us like you know whatever and that that was very very sad to kind of watch unfold yeah 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 i agree completely yeah but there were some countries that handled the vaccine really well and i want to shout out a specific country new zealand <laughs> shout oh. out new zealand we need to get a trip there Yo. <laughs> we're shouting you guys out <laughs> the prime minister yeah i agree for I every agree. of our for every of our listeners there in new zealand if we have any shout out to you all that's yeah. a country you should be proud of yeah she again shout out to all the females man women be pulling the strings man yo guys standing ovation for all the women around the world (laughs) the prime minister of new zealand is a woman yeah and her her handling of that covid period the entirety of it was just world class yeah her decision making the the uh, the approach was just, was awesome. just impeccable. The yeah. approach, you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. she knew what to do per time. Shout out to her team yeah. too. But the final decisions were her call, and she made those tough decisions yeah. under so much pressure, even when it it wasn't a popular decision. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, like, even when the whole world was scrambling again, America inclusive. Shout out to y'all. Take yourself, but like, <laughs> you know when they let to argue with the rights, that wasn't the case in their own country. Yeah. Everybody was in sync. You understand what I'm saying? Like, we don't want our people to die. What is the collective answer? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Shout out to New Zealand. I just had to say that. Yo, yeah. They did yeah. a fantastic job. I absolutely agree. We still can't go visit because they're still <laughs> strict, but as they should, right? Yo, like, New Zealand is on our radar now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is fun. Um, I do have one last question for you. Shoot. Kind of to round it up. What is something that you would miss once things go back to the new normal? So no more COVID to worry about. COVID is like out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. Amen. In Jesus' name. Oh, yes. Amen. amen. So what's something I would miss yes. about like pre-normal life? It- like yes, when we return back yes, to yeah, yes, um, yes. I, I would miss maybe being fully clothed from the waist up and not necessarily like being complete. How do I put it? Like <laughs> I'm like what? I could be dressed. I could I could be dressed for an interview and oh, be in a meeting. Gotcha. Yeah. And not be like dress, dress for yeah, an interview. I got you. Know you. Yeah. Like, Basically, bottom down, no jammies or yeah. Boxers, so yes, you know the ease of doing meetings, no matter how serious they were, yeah, would be taken away from you. So now you have to like pick the perfect talks or whatever you mm-hmm. know, get to Uber or drive to your meeting place or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll miss virtual meetings if we ever do return there. But yeah, mm-hmm. 
our meet, virtual meetings are a star, 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 star. star. Are you serious? I, I prefer the for meetings that you know how nine to five again it's maybe it's a nine to five stereotype like with nine to fives i personally don't like physical meetings but let's say ap recording now and we do have a studio yeah hey i'll be there every day be there <laughs> i'll be there every day you know? so yeah it's a preference thing for misha yeah i feel that what I would you miss that. Um, low key, I'm gonna miss blaming COVID on everything. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I can't come today. Um, I think I'm feeling oh a little something, something. Excellent, excellent point. Shout out to you. Or man. it's like someone is saying, Oh, you should come somewhere. I'm like, Yeah, you know, I don't feel too comfortable. If COVID was a person, <laughs> you'd be like, Ah, you're lying. <laughs> Looking at me like this girl can lie. How, how did that stop you from waking up at the right time? I'm going, you know, I think yeah, COVID did get blamed a lot and still yeah. does get blamed a lot for a lot of stuff. So yeah. yeah. There was even a time like at work where when our timelines are shifting or things, it's like, oh yeah, COVID. <laughs> and you ask, like, did anyone on the team get COVID? No, 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 no. But <laughs> somehow it's in the- <laughs> us. <laughs> it's better to be safe than sorry, you know. Yeah, right. Strange times we're living in. <laughs> uh, that's what I'll miss the most, I think. And then I think the other thing is just the flexibility to hmm. the max. Because I know once things go back to normal, it wouldn't be work from home 100%. As much as like hmm. I do want to go back to the office certain times a week just to have that social element of things, hmm. I don't want to be working every single day at the office. But I will miss the flexibility of um, like not needing to wake up, account for an hour and a half before leaving the house and hmm. all of that. Yeah, I'll miss that. Hmm. Yep. With that being said... We've come to the end of another exciting episode. Thank you all for listening. And please don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, like the podcast on all streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Please, please, please like and share. Also follow our social media handles on all on Twitter, as well as IG, Instagram, and we'll be sure to put out great content for y'all on all those spaces. And we look forward to you guys listening to our next episode. Yes, yes, absolutely. Thank you, everyone. Expect an episode every Monday. Yes. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And we out. Thank you, guys. Bye, guys.